Greetings listeners, Jonathan Harding here. Today we're going to talk about video games again, but specifically focusing in on game design. To start, the first thing a game needs is a goal. Aside from the fact that they're playing a game, the player needs a reason to actually play the game. In The Elder Scrolls V Skyrim, the main objective is to kill Alduin the World Eater. In any given Legend of Zelda title, the aim is to defeat Ganon. And in Super Mario, Mario's objective is to save Princess Peach and defeat Bowser. Every game needs an objective of some sort, a reason for the player to get from A to B. Of course, actually making getting from A to B is a whole other story. Then there's interactivity. This one's tricky, because systems that work for one game might not work for another. The leveling system of a massively multiplayer online role-playing game wouldn't fit very well into a competitive shooter, so it's important that the gameplay mechanics fit the intended experience. But how the player interacts with the game's world is only half the battle. A by far more important aspect is how the game reacts to them. Video games and film are different, in that where film is a passive experience, games are interactive. Therefore, you need to make sure that the interactivity is present, and not just in the form of player inputs. The game needs to have an output that directly corresponds to those inputs. In first-person shooters, this idea comes in its most basic form, bullet holes appearing in the objects the player shoots, including the environment. Some games take this further and become what we call immersive simulators. These games have worlds that behave very much like the real world, and they're a nightmare to develop because as the developer you have to consider all the different ways a player might choose to interact with your game, and how the world is supposed to respond to them. In short, ensure that the player has an effect on the game, one that's easily noticeable, because if they have no effect, they become an indifference, at which point the experience becomes passive, as they'll simply complete objectives for the sake of completing objectives, in which case they may as well be watching a movie. Following that is communication. It's all well and good to give your players stuff to do, but how you tell them what and where that stuff is is equally important. Even if your game doesn't feature any puzzles, treat communication like a puzzle. The balance to strike is to not give players too much information to bore them or detract from the experience, while still giving them just enough to get them to the next objective. And the experience can be made even more engaging if players can put two and two together to learn something new about how your game works. Then we have logic. It would seem logical for your game to have logic, but when messing around with weird mechanics and magic systems, we often tend to throw logic out the window. The challenge here is to create an internal logic and to stick to it. Sure, fire burns things and can be put out with water, but should you suddenly decide that water kills the player on contact, then at the very least be consistent with it. Don't suddenly then have a section where the player needs to swim and decide that for this one area only, water won't kill them. That is inherently unfair, because the next time the player sees water, they won't know if it'll kill them or not. You can even mess with physics if you really want to. Just make sure that the end result is consistently the same. Ensure that your in-game logic follows a set of rules, and that those rules never change. Lastly, we have progression. Progression isn't just tied to a leveling system, as any gamer can tell you, not all games have leveling systems to begin with. At the very least, you need to give your player a sense of progression. 
This can be done through giving them the occasional item, weapon, or power-up, or by steadily introducing new mechanics and ideas throughout the game. Another way to instill a sense of progression is in your levels themselves. Half-Life 2 from 2004 does this quite well. As you move from one level to another, you're actually moving through a realized world, from one district to another. This is mostly done to keep things from getting stale, but it also gives the player a sense of moving forward, of progressing through a city. As for leveling systems, that's a whole other can of worms. Now, there isn't really a set formula for what constitutes a good game, let alone a well-designed game. These aren't even rules, they're more like guidelines. Things to be considered when making a game. Whether or not said game is actually enjoyable, that's a different story. Anywho, I hope you found that enjoyable. Cheers.